and I'm over the moon to be on, joined by on the phone Orla and David. How are you guys? Hi, Kira. We're great, thank you. Hi, Kira. Yeah, we're all uh, all good here. All good. You're in sunny Greece. We are. We're having a tough time here. They're just putting up with the sunshine, the sea, and the sangria. It's all good. Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, tell us. Let's take it back to the very, very beginning. So we'll say we'll take Orla for the first um, early career. How did you get into nursing and what really inspired this flow then to change into what you're doing today? Uh, um, I can't actually remember what got me into nursing. It wasn't something I grew up thinking I would always do. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a pub in West Cork. So talking to people was kind of the first thing we learned to do from a very young age. And actually, when I was doing my leaving cert, Kira, I genuinely didn't know what I wanted to do. And mm. my friend said, well, I'm going to be a nurse. Why don't you be a nurse? And honestly, it was as simple as that. Um, I applied for nursing, got in, went to London, did my training in King's College Hospital. Wow. I spent 10 years there. And from day one, I absolutely fell in love with nursing. It was really take, like a duck taken to water. It suited me beautifully. I could chat to people, take care of people, and get great job satisfaction. Um, I think the Irish accent uh, kind of charmed my patients, and it was just, you know, a very easy training, a very easy career, and I was promoted through the ranks quite quickly and easily and became a nursing sister in a private clinic by the time I was 26. Uh, despite having two pregnancies and two babies and uh, running a home. So I was still able to get through the ranks, really, and the promotions quite quickly at such a young age. Fantastic. I think it's amazing, though, how, you know, you got so driven and you started to climb and climb the ladder. And it was there kind of, I suppose, like a lot of we're kind of starting to only become really aware at the moment really how tough nursing is of an industry and how much like everyone that goes into nursing I don't care what anyone says comes out a fantastic worker has it's and, and work yeah it's, it's hard, hard work, work. All part of it. yeah and do you find like has there really been much in uh, changes in the industry over the years to today Kira, um, I read so many things about nurses these days there are so many of our fantastic nurses in Ireland leaving our shores, heading to Australia mums and dads devastated that the hard work and the mm. you know over overloaded workload is just horrendous at the moment uh, I feel great pity and great sympathy for all these wonderful nurses who are really underpaid for what they do mm-hmm. they're uh, underappreciated the the government really hasn't done, I, in my opinion, a huge amount to release the burden. We're getting a lot of nurses coming in from overseas, yeah. and even they're beginning to leave. Um, yeah. And I really think that, you know, instead of putting a lot of money into outside of Ireland, our health system is on its knees, and it really needs a lot of investment, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic that, as well as that you can be, I suppose, free to say that because a lot of people kind of sometimes think bottle things in, they don't say what's actually the truth and the reality of things, but that's exactly it. A lot of nurses are leaving and it's such an incredibly compassionate area of work. Yeah, I I think we have to take care of these people. Mm. These are the backbone of our health service and at some point, from the cradle to the grave, every family needs a hospital. Every family needs a, a caring nurse. And, you know, you just look at the situation that has 
gone on over the last few years, the pressure, the stresses, the worry, the anxieties, the horrific work conditions, but nothing has improved. Um, instead of plowing money into the health service to prepare for any future problems, I, I think it's, we've gone from bad to worse, Kira. and I'm yeah. not afraid to share my opinion, uh, as my husband will tell you. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and tell us, what was... <laughs> no, you're dead right, but what was the defining moment that made you decide to career transition? Um, I was never afraid of change. My career took me to London, so it was really a yearning for coming back to Ireland mm. that made me finally make the move. Um, and I was never afraid to try anything new. Yeah. So even though I got to the top of my career at such a young age, I came back with um, a few ideas in mind. I had specialized in the field of menopause at the time. Yeah. And I'd approached a few drug companies and pharmaceutical companies in Ireland asking if they would sponsor me to set up a helpline. Because I couldn't help but notice that there was a helpline for asking, you know, for professional advice on how to wash your shirts. One of the biodetergents or detergent companies hmm. actually had a free line at the time, a free phone helpline, but women didn't. And that was something that I just felt very strongly about. Yeah, absolutely. Went to the pharmaceutical industries, and uh, this is going back several years. Um, I'm trying to think, 1996 was when I came back to Ireland. Wow. And Ireland just wasn't ready for my wonderful, new, innovative ideas. So um, I changed career path completely. Uh, I was very fortunate to move to Donegal, absolutely beautiful part of the world overlooking the Atlantic Ocean Stunning. and instead of nursing I built two houses which was <laughs> a bit of a change no but I love it it's it's what's the word it's free it's you're you're someone and I and you come across absolutely over online you come across as someone as well that is not a, you're definitely not afraid of change but you allow yourself to be free and I think that is I think so many women especially women um, whatever about men, I think men in their own ways they, they can find them. they're not as free with, with expressing, emo- expressing emotion but I do think women like definitely when it comes to career and things like that, they can feel I suppose or even lifestyle, they can tra- they have a tendency to trap themselves sometimes or not not really believe that they actually know everyone is entitled to their own freedom and their right to be able to change and transition and I love how you were just you, you took that bit of inspiration and you just did it I think uh, one of the things that the women take on, of course, is the role of the responsibility with the children. Yeah. I did have two children on tow, and when I first came back, my brother bought the Barley Cove Beach Hotel in West Cork near the Mizzen Head. Yeah. And my first job was to, to manage that for him and taking my children with me. So the problem with a lot of women is they do get stuck because children are in schools, they've integrated with neighbors children and their own friends yeah and it's fear fear stops people from making changes and taking risks and trying something new and like i honestly said from the beginning i never knew great fear i've never been afraid of trying something new um when my brother said you know would you come and run the hotel i said sure of course i will when i was offered the position of the sister's position in in a special field a specialized field Hmm. My answer was, sure, of course I will. I can learn on the job. Um, and then I actually went looking for a house to buy in West Cork. And my brother, who at the time was living in Donegal, said to me, 
Well, if you get an awful lot of uh, land and house for your money in Donegal, why don't you come and live in Donegal? And I said, sure, of course I will. That's <laughs> the worst thing that can happen. I love it. I just love it. I the love it. It's such a beautiful that place. Happen is I end up back exactly where I started, and there was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, it's such a beautiful place. Donegal is absolutely. It's. Oh, I don't care. It's. I think it's one of the nicest counties in Ireland. Obviously, Roscommon being number one. But I think after that, we're going to say it has Obviously to be Donegal. <laughs> but after that, Donegal, absolutely. And so I know you're with David there as well. So David, um, for everyone listening. Tell Tell us about yourself as well. How? What did you start off doing, and how are you to where you are now? Evening, Kira. Well, um, interesting. Just listening to the water. I mean, I have, I have met her before. I do know about her, but uh, <laughs> interested to, to listen to so many. She's a powerhouse. She is an absolute, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and inspiring, uh, much more than I am. Um, no, as you can tell from my accent, I'm, I'm from. The north of Ireland and have uh, lived in England or lived used to live in England for a bit yeah. and uh, I was over there really and just working in in um, marine engineering and that's what I that's what I trained in and I'd always had a kind of love for boats and the sea yeah but uh, it was suppose it was around um, early 90s and there was a bit of a recession happening there. The, the recessions weren't invented in 2008, and there was a bit of a, a downturn in the 90s. Yeah. And there was absolutely, you know, boats and pleasure craft are, are get hit first, or, well, not first, but they're, you know, people don't, when they don't have money, they don't have money for that. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up, I ended up in sales, um, sort of fell into it. Yeah. Um, and really enjoyed it, and the company I worked for was, was a great wee company, and I, I worked up, through the ranks there and sort of into management and, and similar to what Orla was saying if someone said well would you give this a go my my sort of knee-jerk reaction is well of course I will um, you know why not and I think I think that's what people have a lot of bother with sometimes you know I met a lot of people who have been made redundant who said well I only do this so I can't do anything else without realising that mm-hmm. the skills they've learnt are totally transferable um, into other spheres of life, and uh, you know that that lack of fear of if it doesn't work out, um, what will I do then? You know that that never really crosses my mind. Uh, perhaps until it's too late sometimes, but then then you're 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 moving all the time. So uh, in in 1999, I moved back uh, to Ireland hmm. with one small uh, one six month old. And really for a kind of quality of life. Um, and then I was in just in sales there and selling locks and hinges and all sorts of practical things. Um, and then we had another kid. And the it was around about uh, 2004 um, when we... Uh, my kids were looking at me and going, we need a, we need a, um, a play equipment. Now, I need to just say, this was, this was my first marriage. I've been uh, forced in this, uh, or uh, we, we got married about <laughs> seven years ago. Exactly, seven years ago. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so my kids were, were saying, or, or I was thinking it's about time to get a play equipment for them, so I uh, made one um, because I'd looked at the kits you could buy, hmm. and I was fairly handy. So I made one and realized that I could make it uh, to spec 
for cheaper than someone could buy the parts. And wow. There was, a, there, was a, there was an opportunity there. And uh, so I set up a company uh, called Black Sheep Play. And we made, um, it was a small company doing sort of high-end, high-quality stuff. Uh, and we made play equipment for um, your garden. Uh, and we were the first, I was the first in Northern Ireland doing it, really. And uh, now you can buy them just about everywhere. Every garden center has, has them and all the rest of it. So this was, it was quite new to the market at that stage. Wow. Um, so you were the first to start that off. David, David's 21-year-old son yeah. is now going out with a beautiful girl called Emily, whose mom and dad bought her a play set from David. 21, well, 20 years ago. Oh my God, isn't that <laughs> There's things, when I hear about these little things, I just go, isn't it a small world how that, how it just ends up like that? Like, it's magical, yeah. isn't it? It is wonderful. Ah, it's very funny and we have a good laugh about it because due to one reason or another, they never actually paid for it. Well, <laughs> they, never, they never actually got invoiced for it um, because at that stage, there was, uh, the company was taken over by someone else Um because I'd moved on, I'd teamed up with another couple of people. Uh, yeah. We formed another company that was making um, playgrounds for council. Hmm. So very, very different, very much bigger, you know, uh, thing. Um, but yeah, that's that kind of, um, that's how I ended up back in, well, back in Northern Ireland and, and doing bits and pieces. And like I said, I was never afraid to, to jump and take an opportunity. Absolutely, and I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just amazed at you. Like both of you are such interesting individuals, and I do think there's a certain what's the word? There's a mindset as well that you have to have to adapt. And I know Orla, we were chatting about this on the phone, and I suppose David as well. Very unique, I can see w- with both of you that you have in common is your ability to trust, and I think that's a beautiful thing to trust the unknown, to be able just to take that leap. Kind of for anyone listening in, and I actually got a text message in from Shane listening in there as well in Offaly, and he wants to know, like, what are your top kind of tips for, I suppose, just being able to take the leap and allowing yourself to kind of move past that that fear gap? Or well, well I'll let Orla go for that first. Yeah. Can I just say I, I trust myself, Kira? Yeah. I trust my gut instinct. Um, you know, they say that babies and dogs have the right instinct. And as human conditioning changes us and forms us into little individuals and we're told by our teachers and our parents, be a good little boy and girl and do this and ignore that, um, you shouldn't really quell the instinct that's burning inside you, that if something feels right, and something I've always done is I notice little things like signs, I notice things like vibrations and feelings, I notice things, you know, like... I read a book called The Secret. We came to Greece and just near the beach, which is now our home half the year, there was a sticker on a pole offering coffee from a little coffee shop called The Secret. And you can spend your life seeing these things and totally ignoring them, or you can spend your life looking at them and feeling them and going with them and trusting them. But it's really, it's yourself you're trusting. And I think... Too many people allow the fear in, and that's conditioned. That's, it could even be somebody else's fear, and you've grown up with this. Mm. Um, whereas babies are never afraid. Babies are never, if, if they don't feel safe with somebody, they'll, yeah, they'll be afraid. But 
they've got this natural instinct and I think we terribly, you know, the human condition is we kind of unlearn that and we lose our gut instinct but it's the most important thing to hang on to. Absolutely. No, I totally agree on that. I totally, totally agree. And I think the timing as well of the way he did things, like he, you know, you took that little, like especially David there as well, just for example, I suppose the gift that you made for your child and how you went, hold on a minute now, this is a fantastic idea. I just think that's love that it's the entrepreneur, you yeah. have entrepreneurism running through both of your veins there. I can see it. I can see it so well, clearly. Uh, no, I mean, I think the thing is, at the time, I don't know about all of us, myself, I don't see it that way at all. Um, you know, I was I was in a job that wasn't really going anywhere for me, and uh, I thought, right, okay, uh, what I want to really be is self-employed, because to be honest, I'm uh, you know, and I'm sure if you ask any of my ex-employers, they'll tell you I was a right pain in the backside. Because <laughs> your current employer <laughs> thinks that too. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> That's a good point. We'll answer that. But the um, no, it's just you know I always had this sort of feeling. Yeah, I could do I could do this. I could do that. And we we were actually talking about this with friends uh, recently about you know people either have an employee attitude or an employer attitude, even when they're employees. Mm. I would always have seen what I could do to further whatever company I was working for. Yeah, Not perfect. in an arrogant way, but just, yeah. you know, give it, give it your all. Yeah. Um, the, but back to Seamus, he, he was asking sort of what's, what's the, how do you know, I suppose, or, you know, when to make the leap? Um, and it's really difficult. I mean, I remember Orla and I, many years ago, we had a, a car journey. Because uh, mm. with the current job, we were traveling from Donegal down to, down to Waterford or somewhere. And uh, so we were in the car all day, and we just talked through crazy, mad business ideas all the way down, uh, from from setting up pizza vans to, to naming chicken goujons as characters. <laughs> and just, you know, we knew by just talking about it, yeah, there was probably a market there, mm. but the amount of work or the skill set wasn't quite there. Um, or the amount of effort that we would have needed to put in for the return, we thought, no, we're, we can do better than that. And, uh, you know, I've at least two ideas that I know that I've kind of looked at in the past that, yeah, that would work if I, if, if I really needed to pull them out of the bottom drawer, I could. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's really, I'm not, I'm sorry, Seamus, I'm not answering your question. <laughs> no, 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 you're perfect. I think, what's the word? I, I, you both had your skills and you decided to use your skills and then adapt and I think that, I think it's a fantastic thing and with that and if you want to stay on the line and then we'll be back chatting with Orla and David in a few more moments on Eros FM you're chatting to Orla and David Ward all about their fantastic as I say mad these are people who have lived many lifetimes in one lifetime tell us guys what are you doing right now so how did you get to do what you're doing right now um, I would say about 10, 11 years ago, Kira, I was in Galway. I rang my friend Michael, yeah. who was an expert at killing algae. And I rang Michael, who was from Luton, and bless him, he's passed away since. Huh. Um, so I said, Michael, I'm here in Galway, and the place is covered in this red algae, and hmm. you're the expert. You need to set up a business in Galway. And he said, no, Orla, you set up the business. And I went, 
Okay, no better woman. <laughs> That's so exactly it. Literally, literally, within a few weeks, he introduced me to a guy in Galway who would do the work with me. I would do the marketing, the advertising. And my first customer was OPW, the Office of Public Works. And uh, county councils then came on board, private houses. And next thing, my husband and I could see the great potential here. Um, David and I were together a few years. And we, as he said earlier, we both ended up divorced for one reason or another. We got together many years after. And as we got married, we'd set up we'd already set up Red Gable Cleaning and Rooftex.ie to kill red algae, green algae, um, on top of houses and any building, churches, schools, hospitals, uh, you get red, green and black colouring. And these are all linked together. And for a wedding present, my mother-in-law said, I was going to buy you a lovely painting for your wedding present. <laughs> and I said, we need a new trailer. Could we have a trailer, please? Oh, and currently, we're sitting here in Greece and my mother-in-law is here with us. So again, <sighs> everything goes around full circle. So, uh, you know, it, it just, we saw the potential to take this business nationwide. We grabbed it, again, not afraid to say, you know, I can't do this. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. We learned it. We, we went on a couple of days courses with Michael and you learn the ropes and... You get on with it. Um, once we became really comfortable with what we were doing and going around doing churches and schools and hospitals and big commercial buildings, and, you know, we, we were never afraid to try anything big. So on my 50th birthday, we were 150 foot up in the air Stop. cleaning a church. <laughs> um, wow, you know, some height. Again, it was, it was just so much fun for us. My husband and I working side by side, he gave up his job at the time in Galway and came on board. And honestly, we just have so much fun. So many people say, how can a husband and wife work together and not kill each other? And so far, um, he's still alive and well. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I just love it. So you're up high, up in 150, did you say metres? Sorry, I'm old school, Kira. 150 foot. Yeah. Um, 50 metres, um, you know, just to reach the top of the spire of a church, we were treating the outside of a church on my birthday. Most of my friends go and get their nails and their hair done and drink bubbles yeah. for their 50th birthday, but uh, David and I celebrated, yeah, up in the air. So it was good fun. We love it. Jeez, I think that's amazing. Though. No bother to you. And you're not afraid of heights or anything? Clearly not, No. <laughs> No, no, not so you wouldn't have any after that anyway so you're doing churches you were doing big commercial buildings and then how did you branch out then into the housing side of things well we just it, it, every house and every building has the same elements thrown at it in Ireland Ireland yeah. is a very damp temperate climate and you know every roof every wall every footpath is going to be subject to infestation of algae yeah. Algae produces sugars, and you see red algae in a lot of houses, especially these new modern houses with K-Rend and Monocution, soft renders, pebble dash, you know, lots of different renders will have this red. Many of the older properties would have green, and then if that's all left to build up, it'll actually have a black color grow on the walls as well. Um, this black is a fungus. 
And what we do is we use an environmentally friendly, safe, low carbon, low footprint, low impact, soft wash biocide. And this is something that we've had, you know, specialized for us over the last 10 years. We've really honed in on the products that we want, what we will use, and how to use it. David's engineering skills really came into themselves. Our trailer now is just the most engineered trailer. <laughs> what used to take us maybe two days, we can now do in one day, or in some cases on domestic houses, we could do it in a matter of a few hours. Fantastic. Um, it's phenomenal. It's just, and it makes life so easy. We, we're very proud of our environmental low impact, and we're very proud of our biocide that does no harm whatsoever. And we can treat slate roofs, we can treat um, any kind of render. We don't do any harm to anybody's home. And the most important thing here, Kira, is integrity. We give 100% guarantee to every single customer. And if there's a bit of, you know, red left, then it's because of human error. We put our hands up and go, yes, absolutely, we missed a patch. Thankfully, this doesn't happen very often, but we're the kind of company who will always come back, who will always ensure our customers are happy. As one man said, Orla, I googled you and I couldn't find anything bad about you. <laughs> I'm going, Thanks, Michael. That's Michael in Kilgetty. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Oh, I think it, it. I think it runs through. You care. You can see that though. How how you live your life, and you can see that through all the transitions as well. You do things to the best of your ability. And I think that's it. It's testament to see how. Like that's why your reviews are so fantastic. So and, and tell us, David, how how is that transition been coming on board with Orla, and like, I'd say you get up in the morning and you're probably excited because it's always different. You're always going different places. So how has that been like for you? The, the transition was pretty easy because uh, it was, there was a steep learning curve at first where I said no, uh, <laughs> and then uh, got a smack, and then after that it was always yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's joking, Kira. Um, I'm sort of joking. The uh, <laughs> no, we've we've actually uh, no, we live together, we work together, and we spend most of our time together um, all day, every day, and it's you know. That comes across, I think, in how how we uh, how we do the work and, and the way we talk to our customers. They they always end up being friends, and you know, all the chats the long and you know, long before we get there, because we're trusting them. We we uh, treat the the house or the property or whatever, but it's it doesn't come doesn't come clean immediately it's a it's a slow acting thing so they have to trust us so we have to trust them and um you know that comes from building up a relationship with someone absolutely we've been we've been sort of the dirty has been done on us maybe two times in 10 years and uh you know we can we also have a sort of a feeling of if someone's not quite right we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of competitors or we used to get a lot of competitors phoning us up and it was fairly obvious uh, because they were asking all the wrong questions. So we could tell. <laughs> so, you know, that, and that's quite fun. But she's a bit of fun. But the, this uh, thing, I never understand why people. I never understood it with businesses why they why they do that and they don't just focus on the fo- focus on their own thing. I could never understand it exactly. with businesses, but it definitely exactly. does happen. No, we we do. We try and give the, the best we can. Um, I mean, Orla was talking about the trailer that's that's sort of 
super duper now. When we started off, I had a, a dirty 50 gallon drum uh, as a water tank in the uh, in the trailer, and it was all patched together from bits I had in the house. Um, now it's it slick and new and, and, and works really well. We've always, as Orla said, given 100% guarantee, and because we, you know we know that that matters. Uh, one thing that customers always continually tell us is, uh, you said you'd be here at Tuesday at 10 o'clock, and you are. We weren't ready for you, or something like that. <laughs> we, weren't, you know, we weren't expecting us to do exactly what we said we yeah. would. Yeah, no, um, it's amazing. And it's amazing how many stories we, we hear of people saying, oh yeah, yeah, so-and-so was supposed to turn up and never did. Um, you know, and that's, that's all part and parcel with it. So the transition of, I mean, when I was working, um, I was working in uh, Galway when Orla set the company up as the business I was working for. Um, again, it uh, just wasn't wasn't really going in the right direction for me. And uh, so we teamed up together and it kind of took off from then in, uh, in a way. And that was nice. I think so. I think I'm a firm believer, as myself and Orla were talking about this as well, that, you know, everything sometimes just happens for a reason. I definitely believe that sometimes things just happen for a reason. Yeah. And you know, Kira, sometimes bad things have to happen yeah. to make things better. Um, That's so true, actually. I'm glad you've mentioned that because, mm. yeah, because no one really talks about that side of things. And it's, um, as I just say, it's the shadow side of creativity and that ha- we have to kind of go through in order to, to have that, what's that saying, the phoenix rising from the ashes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what's your take on that? No, that's interesting. We were just discussing while the uh, music was playing there. You know, what is it that makes someone see a, an opportunity where someone doesn't? Um, hmm. You know, and uh, order store this opportunity of, of red gable cleaning. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen other opportunities, and I'm sure we've missed other opportunities that other people would see. And it's. But it works for us. It works for us. But I think, you know, we've, we've been in our own lives. Um, and together in certain times been knocked down and it's how you deal with it and to be honest I don't really know where that comes from except for just experience and yeah. there comes a time I think where you know you get such a big hit sometimes that you have no option but to get up again and then you realise actually making the decision to get up again was the hardest bit yeah, but once you've so made true. the decision, you realise it was a really simple decision to make because, you know, it was a no-brainer, as they say. Um, and actually making, forcing yourself to make the decision is is the difficult bit. It doesn't really matter what the decision is because you, you know, the, the the business will will evolve and it will mould and it will change and it will go on. But if you if you if you're not open to change, then then it's not going to, and it will probably just flounder. I suppose that, in my head, is what. I fully, you know, I fully, I, I think what you said there is powerful, and it's funny. It's what strikes me is that I think a lot of people struggle with the idea that maybe something is succeeding, but they're not fulfilled, or they're not happy, and they're not growing anymore, and they feel in that kind of place of stagnancy. I think exactly what you said. Sometimes you have to just really force yourself to kind of go. No, actually, I'm I'm going to take the leap, um, because we can we can look at people's perfect world and go, oh my god, that looks. You know, you look, you are so successful, and this business is going well. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're supposed to stick at it. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, we we know several people who have for you know pushed an idea and pushed an idea, and when when we can see it's not working, mm-hmm. uh, they'll keep going because they go, well, I've gone this far. I need to just keep going, without lifting their head up and looking around and going, actually, uh, if I went somewhere else, it'd be better. There's an old saying years and years ago I heard about you know if you if you're banging your head against the wall step back because there's probably a door just over there somewhere. You I know, love that. Um, I love that. Anyway. Now that's going to be my new one now. I'm going to write that one down. I love that. <laughs> I can't claim that. I heard that many years ago. I don't know when. Well, I'm going to claim that one. Back chatting with Orla and David and how we'll find out as well how can we contact them and obviously how can we avail of the services that they provide. I'm here talking to Orla Ward and David. Are you still on the line? Can you hear me? Uh, we're still here. <laughs> You're still here. So for everyone listening in that wants to find Red Gable Cleaning online, what are the websites we can check out? How can we book you? Because I'm sure... In Ireland, we're such a damp climate. Everyone has something growing on the roofs. (laughs) You see it everywhere. The limestone, everything. So tell us, how can we get in touch with you guys if anyone listening in wants to avail the services? Dead easy, dead easy. There's uh, two websites. Yeah. uh, Redgablecleaning.com and rooftex.ie. There's a Facebook page, Red Gable Cleaning. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, uh, do you want a phone number? We can give you a phone yeah, number. Yeah, whatever you want uh, for anyone listening, because there's a few people okay. after texting in going, details, we want their details. <laughs> so definitely call okay. them out right, there. Well, phone number is 085 um, But probably the best way is um, an email info at redgablecleaning.com. And uh, we'll always phone you back anyway. So, you know. We always talk through everything with our customers. And Kira, just so our customers know, we cover the 32 counties of Ireland. We only need to look at their house on Google Earth. We've been doing this for many years. We give a very precise quote, looking at the house, looking at whether they need the roof, the walls, the windowsills, the footpath, tarmacadam, driveways, boundaries, everything we can do it all online keeping our carbon footprint low keeping the cost importantly very low for our customers and while the rest of the world is going crazy putting prices up we are maintaining our prices from two years ago our website is staying exactly the same and we try and do this by logistically doing all a group of houses together so We'll work through the country going from, we'll say, for example, from Roscommon to Longford, Longford to Edgewardstown, Edgewardstown to Mullingar, Mullingar to Navan, Navan to Louth, and that sort of route that we would do the jobs as we go. We can do several houses in one day and it keeps our costs low and it keeps our customers' prices low, as low as we can. Fantastic, but you're or like you're a phenomenal organizer. You could I could feel it in you. You're fantastic, and I love the approach to that because there's so much. I suppose that we hear we're get, we're nearly blue in the face hearing about the energy crisis in Ireland. So I yeah. think with all these rising costs and things like that, it's fantastic that you were able to maintain the same prices. I think that's an amazing achievement. Well done, to you guys. No, we are. We're 
we're, we're happy to do that. And there is on the website there is a quoting system. Now it it will give you a good indication, and we stick probably 85% of the time to those prices. It's only if there's something a bit odd, or if there's a house that's a, you know got a huge extension out the back or anything like that, that those prices might change. But if you just put in whether it's a three-bedroom dormer bungalow and whether you want the walls done or the roof or the whole house, and it will churn out a price. Um, and Kira, we've heard of people using bleach and power washing, which are both extremely damaging for your roof and your walls. And I think the message is loud and clear and is getting through to everybody out there. Please do not power wash your roof, your walls, your tarmacadam. You're doing damage. And in the long run, this will cost you a lot of money to repair and fix. And, you know, you can imagine a lovely roof being power washed. It'll leave gaps. It'll leave holes. Powerful water is a cutting tool. Uh, We've seen so much damage and it's unnecessary. The one thing we do is we, again, thanks to David's engineering, we work from the ground for every domestic property. We do not bring ladders. We don't climb up on your roof. You should never allow anybody up on your roof standing in the wrong places unless he's a roofer. Um, So much damage, again, and cost to the homeowner. We're fully insured. We're fully licensed. We do no harm. We stand on the ground. We can reach up to... uh, Again, I'm going to give you the old uh, Imperial 72 feet. Something like we can can treat the roof of a three-story house from the ground. We don't need to be getting up there. We don't need to be hiring equipment. And that keeps the prices low. And um, it's why the county councils use us a lot, because we're, we're, you know, we don't need to be insured for working at height. Oh, that's fantastic. I think, I, honestly, I think what you've done is a fantastic, it's a fantastic business, it's a success, but also it's your reliability and the consistency and the beautiful attitude and personality that you have. You are real entrepreneurs and inspirational individuals. Thank you so, so much, guys, for coming you, on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure. And for one last time, for everyone listening, it's Red Gable Cleaning and the other site as well they can check. Yeah, rooftex.ie. We're on website, Facebook, and my number 085-16-88714. We can give quotes online by email, by WhatsApp, by texting. I'll always call our customers back. I'll always explain exactly what to expect because, you know, if this is a new system to you, our soft wash biocide is gentle on your home, gentle on the environment. And we do give 100% guarantee. And very often, Kira, we get groups of neighbours and family and friends grouped together so we can give a group discount. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, guys. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening in Greece. I think you're amazing. You're dead right. Be out there. It's beautiful. And just have a lovely day. And thank you so much again for coming on the show. Oh, lovely. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) Lovely. Have a beautiful evening. So lovely talking to you guys. Take Take care. care. Thank you. you.